This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle. Get in on the conversation at 866-979-ESPN. Now here's your host, the professor, John Clayton. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Jet in Seattle. Hey, Jet. Dr. John, how you doing today? Uh, tired. Yeah, well. Tired. Uh, days are getting longer. Yeah, and next week uh, we get daylight savings over. Yep, so we lose. that's the worst day of the year. We lose that hour of sleep. Yeah, I know. Well, I've lost a lot of hours of sleep, so I'm <laughs> kind of getting used, yeah, so to you're it. used to it. You're, you're, you're gearing up for daylight savings time is what you're saying? Uh, kind of, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe you're becoming a vampire. Yeah, that could be. Be careful. Uh, uh, make sure you can still see yourself in the mirror. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. And I, I guess, I, of course, that means if I'm a vampire, I can't be up during the day. Well, maybe you're just kind of like hunkered in your bunker studio down in your house. And you're not getting any daylight in there. No, that's true. Good point. Got to be careful with these things, John. I know. Watch out for the garlic. Yes, I agreed. So let me uh, recap a second here, because you were saying, I think, last week that you'd uh, been in contact with some of your contacts in New York. Yeah. And uh, what intel did you uh, get from them when you were... The, the big, the big thing is, it looks like Joe Douglas likes big guys, where it's an offensive line or defensive line. And so it's like, I think that's going to be one of their their, their, their their choices. It's a matter of picking which one first, which one second. Right. So, but you think that's where they're going with both picks? I, I think so, yeah. No, they could, any... they could go with Kyle Hand, Hamilton, the safety from Notre Dame. Yeah, I thought Stalin's response was kind of interesting. Um, you know, he certainly didn't summarily dismiss it, which, of course, is wise. Yeah. He's one of keeping everybody on their toes anyway. But um, I, I, I definitely would like to see them pick him up. I think he can be a game changer, mm-hmm. uh, particularly how the game is played now. And I think uh, safety such as him, kind of a unicorn type, are becoming increasingly valuable. So I really don't have that much of a difficulty with them grabbing him in the fourth spot. Right. Although I will say there are a few other good things. Yeah, but he may not be there by the fourth part. Detroit could take him. Well, that's true, or Houston for that matter. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, but I think the nice thing about uh, this draft and certainly where the Jets are situated is there's enough good players that are, uh, you know, interspersed around that the Jets can have their pick of right. uh, in any positions. And uh, also, you know, at uh, uh, important positions. Like, I, they've got, whether it's the first round or second round, They've got to come away with an edge rusher. Agreed, hundred uh, percent. I think I, I think that's paramount in this particular draft, and everything else I think you know is just is great, you know, and just pick uh, you know, high quality players that you can hopefully plug and play, and you can keep them in your lineup for five, seven, ten years. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the most important part. But they've got to get themselves an edge rusher, either yeah. in the first or second round. Yeah, that's and I think that's important because again, you got a four-three defense. I mean, you need pass rush. They don't have much pass rush. And so it's like, I think that uh, that, that that's why I say you know, it's going to be an offensive tackle or an offensive lineman, maybe not necessarily a tackle, and then also a, a defensive end. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's probably a good move. Um, I really don't want to see them take a receiver that high. Yeah, I agree. I, I, certainly not in the fourth pick, but uh, the tenth pick, because I just don't think there's any – 
you know, consensus number one receivers. And I think there's plenty that they can get, you know, later on in the draft. And of course, we'll see what they do in free agency. But, um, yeah, I really don't want to see. Well, okay. What do you think they're going to, do you think they're going to hang on to that 10th pick or do you think there's any traction to the rumor that, uh, they've been floating around that, uh, uh, they may try to, to dial back with a tenth well, they, pick. They could, but you hear that from every team. So it's like sure. uh, you don't know whether to believe it or whether not to believe it. I mean, every team leaks out. It's like, oh, yeah, well, we, we could trade back and get a, a player. It's like, I think if you're going to be the Jets, you need the best player available. And if you have the tenth pick, make the tenth pick, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, I know you're not a big proponent of, of uh, dropping back anyway, but I would agree. I think this pick... You are situated, especially with those first four picks, but you're mm-hmm. still sitting nice in the third round as well. But uh, with those first four picks that they have in the first two rounds, you've got to knock those out of the park. Right. Um, this is where you're, you're you know, the, last year's draft was a start, but this year is, I think, the fulcrum draft for this franchise, for, mm-hmm. for the Douglas franchise. And he's got to hit on those four picks. Whatever he chooses, um, he's got to hit on them. And, uh, and he's certainly got the opportunity to do so. Um, how about free agency? Where do you think they're going to look in free agency? Hmm. Well, they got to look, I think, on defense more than anything else. Yeah. Like cornerback. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's going to be a key. Uh, you know, if they take care of the offensive line in the draft, and they don't necessarily have to do that. And I'm still not sold on their running back position. I know you're not, but uh, actually, yeah, I I would like to see them pick up. Uh, a running back in, in free agency, mm-hmm. um, and that way it kind of saves. Uh, unless they saw somebody uh, that they really liked at, in the, the Senior Bowl, that they want to try to scoop up maybe in the fourth or fifth round, take a flyer on them or something. Right. Um, I'd be perfectly fine with that um, because I think they can get good value there. But I think they also, I agree, uh, either pick somebody up uh, new or do you think they might bring consider bringing back Tevin Coleman? Oh, they could. I don't know if that's going to be great, but I think they need to do better. No, I, I don't think they need great. I just think they need yeah. a compliment. I think they need a compliment. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think they're heading in the right direction, and I don't think they need to, you know, spend big money. Uh, so they don't need to, to, you know, bring in somebody like Le'Veon Bell. No, you know? no, no. Le'Veon because Bell. you know how, you know. What a, no, it's but, a wa- waste of time. Oh, uh, God. And, it, and it's just gotten worse. Um mm-hmm. You know, to talk about somebody that just kind of misplayed his hand all the way around. Uh, well, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, um, agreed. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so it's, I, I agree. I hope that they uh, uh, they build up the defense mostly through free agency and get a couple of uh, again playmakers. I think they need to get uh, the first four. I think they need to pick up two playmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'd love to see them pick up an edge rusher and maybe Hamilton would be wonderful. Yeah, um, I'm not completely sold. On a on a tackle necessarily in the uh, in the with the fourth pick, um, but if Hamilton doesn't fall that far, then I could be okay with that. Um, but I definitely would like to see them pick up. You know, what I thought was intriguing, and this is I've been saying this uh, you know months ago before the season even ended. I wouldn't really be upset if they picked up that center from uh, from Iowa, mm-hmm. um, because whether they get him or, or hopefully somebody else. They've got to they've got to develop a center because you know McGovern's on the last year of his contract. Don't know how he's going to bounce back from the knee injury. He did play well and fit into the system last right, year, but right. we'll see how he comes back. He's what thirty thirty one. And if they do pick up a center, you know they can always slide him to right uh, right guard. So I really would like to see them pick up a young center 
and if not plug and play this year, then groom him for next year. Right, right. Um, I think that would be a very uh, a very good move, a necessary move. Now, whether they they spend as much capital on um, the kid from Iowa or not, I don't know. Um, I really like that kid uh, from Boston College. He's a guard, but I know they were working him out at center, um, Zion Johnson. But I don't know if he's going to last into the second round. That could be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think the offensive linemen are going to go pretty well, particularly uh, the way that some of them ran this uh, yesterday at the combine and all that stuff. And again, I think it's a, I mean, it's, you know, it's looking from what we see from the combine to be a better draft than we even expected. It's going to be deep. Yeah. It's, it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be deep. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think you're going to get there, there may not well. be any, there may not be any great players. Exactly. But it looks like it's a deep draft. I would agree. Exactly. I mean, you've got a lot of meat and potato guys here that can, Fill your roster for five, seven, ten years. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you need to fill out a roster, because there's not a whole heck of a lot of playmakers here. Yeah, but um, there's a lot of quality. Um, so it's going to be a fun draft to watch. Uh, it's also going to be interesting what Philadelphia is going to do. Yeah, um, they can really they can really work the board if they want to. Three first round um, picks. Yeah, yeah, and they're in an interesting spot because. You know, they may very well be where uh, somebody wants to grab up a, grab a quarterback or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody's going to want to move up to 10 for a quarterback in this draft. I think it's debatable. Yeah, I, I really question it right now. It just doesn't look good. I mean, you can get you know a quarterback with 8.5-inch uh, hands, which, of course, means he's going to fumble a lot. Uh, Malik Willis seems to be the one that's the hottest quarterback right now. Uh, but, you know, they're, they're now, you know they, they, all of a sudden it used to be, uh, well, it looks a little bit like Lamar Jackson. Now they're saying he looks like Cam Newton. Well, as long as he's, well. Cam, we'll Cam, Cam Newton in his beginning days. <laughs> yeah. The, the Not Cam New Newton years. now. Yeah, the non-New England years. Um, well, it'd be interesting. It's going to be interesting how the, the free agency and trade uh, deadline uh, quarterback carousel works and yeah. Who ends up, uh, you know, on the game of musical quarterbacks, who ends up without uh, without the quarterback chair. And, of course, that could make them more desperate for the draft, too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What's your feeling on Robert Sala? I like him. Yeah. I like him. Um, and I'll tell you why. Uh, I thought he did an excellent job keeping that team and that clubhouse together last year. Mm-hmm. Because things were horrific there, particularly in the middle part of the season, when the bottom just fell out of that defense. Right. And um, I mean that 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 whole season just could have gone south in a very ugly way. But you know, quite frankly, they did rally. Um, you know, the offense started clicking. Lafleur started doing a much better job. You know, when White and Flacco came in there, and then you know Zach Wilson wasn't great, but um, he he. He didn't seem to keep making the same mistakes, mm-hmm. and he was improving on some of the problems he's having. Like, for example, when he first came back, there was a one game. I mean, he was just bouncing those seven-yard passes you know, off the AstroTurf, couldn't hit anybody. He rectified his footwork and was able to make those plays um, checking down. So there, the offense improved as the year went along. The offensive line improved, of course, uh, I think because the quarterback play improved also. But more importantly, they were able to somehow stabilize that defense a little bit. And to do something like that, especially with the roster that they had, with so many guys on one-year contracts mm-hmm. and everybody you know, looking to play for this year and for another contract, 
um, you know, these guys weren't weren't totally selling out and, you know, trying to play hero ball. They seemed to finally get a little bit of a handle on the scheme. And uh, that defense, well, not great, certainly wasn't as, you know, historically bad as it was for that first, uh, you know, first three quarters of the season. And given the fact that, I mean, they were pulling guys off of the street, um, you know, it wasn't that bad. But I think the, the, the important aspect of this is, Salah was able to keep them all together, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, the bottom didn't just fall. Look, look, look there's the okay. Here's look there's the Jets and the Giants. Yeah. Okay, because uh, uh, the Giants season just went south when they had all of their problems, and uh, Judge couldn't keep that locker room together. And quite frankly, he was almost you know as big a part of the problem as the, as the people on the field. Whereas Salah, on the other hand, was able to keep it together, and I think uh, that's because you got everybody rowing in the same direction. And uh, that's why I, my hat's off to Salah, and I think there's some promise there. Yeah. Now, I think part of the problem last year is you had too many first-year guys. You had too many young players, mm-hmm. too many first-year coaches. You didn't have, like, a Wade Phillips, you know, some avuncular uncle, you know, kind of calming everything down in the background. Everybody was a first-year coach for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I think that caused there, – there's a huge learning curve. And I think you saw a lot of inexperienced mistakes, you know, clock management, uh, play selection, down and distance type stuff along the way, and probably stuff, you know, behind the scenes that, that, that we don't know about. For example, letting too many cooks in the kitchen to deal with Zach Wilson. That may have been a bit of an inexperienced mistake as well. Mm-hmm. How much well, do you I miss think, Adam Gaze? You know, John, you huh? stay up at night for your own reasons. Yeah. I stay up at night for my reasons. I think I finally put Adam Gaze to bed, but, you know, honestly, um, I lost a lot of sleep with that man, and uh, yeah. I'm glad he's no longer in my uh, in my uh, universe. There you go. But, you know, that's just me. I could be wrong. You know, he could bounce back and become the next Bill Belichick. Um, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. He is a true leader of men, that's definitely for sure. Right. But, he's... no, that's why I give Sel a lot of credit. He's he definitely he kept everything together, and boy, that was not a that was not an easy situation last year. No, so I can imagine. I, I think there's potential there. Okay, hey, well, Jet, thank you for the phone call. All right, take care, John, and uh, hope you get a good nap today. Okay, sounds good. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. John Clayton Show seven ten ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Gil in Bothell. Hey, Gil. Hey, John. Uh, thanks for taking the call. Thanks for calling. Hey, just a quick question. Uh, I just want to know if the Seahawks backup quarter of uh, planet has been going to go with Gino and or you know, draft or free agent. Well, they have Jacob Eason, but I don't know if he's going to be ready to be the backup. Uh, Pete Carroll said this week at the Combine that uh, he'd still like to see Geno Smith come back. But other than that, I mean, they can still look around and see what minimum salary quarterback they could end up having as a veteran if they don't bring Geno back. Uh, who would be if they bring someone's veterans, like somebody 
Yeah, it's hard hard to tell. There's a whole list of guys right now available, so it's like to you know pick anybody out of that list. It's impossible to say this early and uh, because free agency hasn't even started yet. What about the on the running backs situations? Um, I can, are they keeping a shot penning or? I think they should. Yeah. But because again, he's not going to make more than six million dollars in free agency, <clears throat> because you look at the last two years, you know, uh, as far as unrestricted free agency, Melvin Gordon got eight. That's two years ago, and that's uh, the most for any un, uh, unrestricted free agent. And then last year, Drake going to uh, the Raiders for five point five million. So you have to figure that if you're looking at uh, what's going on with Penny, it's going to be $5 million, maybe less. How are they going to spend the money on the free agents? Are they you know, more than defense or offense? Uh, I think they'll split it. I mean, they got to get offensive linemen. They've got to get uh, the, the, the two big things they've got to do is see about uh, getting Quandre Diggs back, see about the DJ Reed back. I think those are two of the most uh, big items they had to do and then decide you know, where they stand with Dwayne Brown. Uh, I heard the rumors about the Giants running back, Sean Barkley. Is that going to be traded, or is that just the rumors out there? No, I, I mean, I think they're shopping him, and they'll be willing to get something for him. But I don't know if anybody wants to pick up his contract, particularly with the injuries that he's had. Right. So it's like, I mean, uh, yeah, they may have the plans to do something, but I think in the end, I don't think anything's going to happen. I think he's going to be there with the Giants. And what do you think Jimmy will land Yeah. And- Obviously, he's going to get traded, but you think he's going to Pittsburgh or somewhere else? Who's that? Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, it's it's a tougher one now because of his surgery on his shoulder. You know, because now he's That's not right. going to be able to throw for 16 weeks. Okay. Uh, thank you, John. I appreciate your call. I hope you feel better. Okay, Gil. Thank you. Eight six six nine seven nine ESPN two zero six four two one ESPN. Let's go go to Bob in Bellevue. Hey, Bob. Hey, John. Thanks for taking my call. You're a legend on the radio. And oh, always a privilege talking to you. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, no problem. Um, I got a question for you. I'm a huge football fan. I love it. And I just got off my um a Zoom call with my cousins down yeah. in Ensenada, Mexico, and they were asking me. Do you think, and I have to ask you this question, do you think in the possible possibility in the next 10 years that Mexico around the northern parts like Ensenada, you know, the beautiful beach areas or even Mexico City in the south could possibly get an NFL team? I doubt it. I think right now the NFL is very happy to have 32 teams. And to get another mm-hmm. franchise, that would be uh, expanding and doing that. And I don't think the league wants to do it. It is so popular down there. I yeah. mean, of course it's soccer. Yeah. But then the next sport is football. Uh-huh. And he was like, he, like, he goes to the Mexico City every time. It doesn't matter what team it is. If they're playing an NFL game there, right, right. couldn't. You know, they didn't do it. And I'm like, wow, that would be cool. I was just imagining because, like, have you ever been to Ensenada, no, Mexico? Never have. Okay, well, it's just... Uh, T- it's just T- like Tijuana is the only uh, Mexican place I've been to. That's the town you skip. Yeah. <laughs> Keep on trying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skip yeah. that and go further south. Well, anyways, it's just all beach. Uh-huh. All beach land. And I was just dream- daydreaming if they built, like, a stadium just right there by the beach. That would be awesome. Uh-huh. You know, it would be... I, I don't know. I just, so you're saying no way. It's, they're happy with what they got right now. 
Yeah, because again, huh. it's like uh, you know you have 32 owners. They're making a lot of money off of TV, making a lot of money on revenue, all those different things. And I don't think they want to disrupt that. Do you think um, we could find? Um, do you think Chris Carson's career is done? No, I haven't heard any news no. from him. No, again, it's like uh, they're still optimistic that he's going to come back from uh-huh. neck surgery. But again, it's neck surgery. You still worry about yeah. that. And do you think Bobby Wagner is going to be okay with because he is negotiating himself? I guess yeah, he's a, yeah. an awesome business guy. Do you think he will agree to negotiate his contract? I would have to think so because again, it's not like if he's cut, <clears throat> he's going to get an eighteen million dollar contract on the street. That's simply not going to happen at his age. So it's like I think his best chance is probably getting the most money out of Seattle and just reworking his deal, taking a little bit less on the base, and then uh, stretching it out. And uh, you know, doing you know, voids and things like that to save him some cap room. Do you ever go on national radio to tell these pundits over there to stop talking about the Russell Wilson BS that they keep on spewing? You know, every, like, every, oh, every day, every day. Every. Thank you, because it is getting old now. Yeah. It seems like every year, you know, because I read your article on Northwest.com, yeah. and I was just like. Yeah, you're right. This is getting pathetic. You know, it seems like if he just says something, the national media goes off. Oh, he's going to Pittsburgh. You yeah, know, it's like, yeah. What the hell? Uh-huh. So I was just wondering. I wonder if you go on the air and just go over there like, you guys stop it. He's staying here in Seattle. Yeah, I've, I've said it now for uh, since February of last year. <laughs> and they still don't seem to listen. No, they wow, don't. Wow, and you're a Hall of Fame writer, and it's Fif- coming from 50, you. I would 50. be like, okay, well, it's done. That's a done story then. 50 hey, years of covering the league, and it's the worst story I've ever been involved with. Because, again, nobody stops. They just continue to go on and on and on and not give up on it. Yeah, it's sad. It's sad. But I'm thankful that here in Seattle we got someone like you to put it straight on it. Thank I you, and have a good weekend. I right, thank you. Get some sleep, John. Okay, 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. John Clayton shows 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Top of the hour, LeGarrette Blunt, former Patriot running back. Uh, went to three Super Bowls and won, or actually won three Super Bowls. He'll be joining us. He's got a project that I think is really interesting. <clears throat> we'll talk to him about that. Uh, but let's go to uh, Mike in Puyallup. Hey, Mike. Hello, John. How are you doing today? Hanging in there. Uh, I just had a quick question. Um, we talked about Dwayne Brown. Yeah. Um, what about Cam Robinson? Um, I'm not going to lie. I don't know much about about the Jaguars, but it seems like they don't let up a lot of sacks. They yeah. seem like they can run the ball, and he's a free agent. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to be maybe too expensive for what they want to spend, but uh, he can certainly uh, be an option. Okay, yeah, that's the thing I was curious, because I was just more looking at, you know, it seems like he's kind of lower in the rankings yeah. of available players. I'm like, yeah, he seems like a solid player. He is a solid player. And, yeah, and then you're kind of starting building continuity. Um. Now, the other question is uh, center. Um, is there, I know um, Justin Britt, I don't know if you bring him back, but is there a player similar to Justin Britt as a center that, you know, maybe a really solid starter where you can maybe get him on the cheap and then maybe bring Posick back? 
Yeah, it sounds and it sounds like Pete would like to get Posick back, and so. Uh, but yeah, I think there's some centers out there. I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of wondering about Brian Allen of the Rams, you know, because the two Ram coaches that came that are now on this staff, they know him so well. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't, I wouldn't mind Posick coming back, but I would like someone at least to yeah. push him a little bit. To push him, yeah. You know, yeah, just to make because it seems like he finished well. And he started well the year before, but someone to keep him pushing and going and see what he can come. But yeah, that's yeah. And anything about right tackle that you know about or? Uh, too early. Too early. Okay. Yeah, it's too early because again, we have to see how things sort out as far as franchise tags and you know everything else, and then who's available and who's not. Okay. Now is Robinson going to get franchise tagged again or? Which Robinson? Uh, Cam, sorry, the one I asked you about earlier. Uh, I he could. Oh, okay. Because I haven't heard. Okay, well, thank you. Okay, thank you very much. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to John in Centralia. Hey, John. Hey, it's Sean, but that's okay. Oh, okay. Um, hey, John, you know, I totally and have totally agreed with you on this whole Russell thing. Yeah. But, you know, I have a little different spin than a lot of people tend to talk about. Okay, go you ahead, know, spin these, it. These so-called rumors that keep getting out to the national media, I have a feeling, have no proof of this, that Mark Rogers is doing that. 100%. And, oh, yeah, I agree. And not to get him traded, but to keep his name out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's happening all over the United States, any football fan, any football team, who's one of the major uh, people they're talking about? It's either Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And so I have felt all along that it's Mark Rodgers and Russell's behind it because he's okay with it. Yeah. And and so, you know, I, I know you get frustrated. I think it's easy to get frustrated. But I think the frustration should be more towards, you know, I, I feel bad for the people that keep bringing it up. And I know you get bummed about it, and yeah. I understand yeah. why. Mm-hmm. But I still think ultimately the real blame is on Mark Rogers and Russell for allowing it to happen. Well, I, my yeah, but, you know, understand that, uh, you know, uh, Russell has a special relationship with Mark Rogers <clears throat> because once his father passed, he's almost treated mark like a father figure and of course he's you know lets him do whatever he wants to do and as damaging as it is uh what mark rogers does because he has no idea what he's doing you know it's like he doesn't stop it and so it's like i don't think it's behind you know because you know russell wants to stay here he's only said it eight times you know you're not the only one that's been saying that jay keeps has been pushing that mantra since this first came up last year yeah, I agree. So between the two of you, not, neither one of you have varied from that. No. And so I, I totally agree with you, and I totally agree with Jake. I'm just saying that I understand why people keep asking the question. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, like everything else, uh, John Snyder is going to listen to offers, right? And so, like, the right. story came out uh, the other day that uh, <clears throat> the Washington uh, Commanders you know, they made they made a big offer for him, but it doesn't matter. There was no way they were going to trade the guy. Well, I think I think John Snyder 
like any GM, if they yeah. don't listen, then they ought to be fired for yeah. you know dereliction of duty. But yeah, so I think they are going to listen, but that doesn't mean they're going to trade him. I no. agree with you. Yeah, because again, so, if you trade him, you know, you take a thirty-one million dollar cap hit and then have no quarterback. Yeah. No, John, I totally agree with you. I just my point was I feel bad because <laughs> you get pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, again, it, it, I mean, I've been dealing with this now for more than a year. Well, I mean, I it's, and it's like, well, people just give up. I mean, they weren't ever going to trade him. I think people would give up, except, like I say, when it becomes a national conversation uh-huh. each and every day, and somebody not, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, we both know from everybody, and most people know. That Russ keeps saying, I want to stay here. Yeah. So, so as long as that's in the conversation, then people should, you know, suspect that it's just rumor mongering to keep his name out there. Thank heavens with the combine that Pete and John spoke this week. And the five big words that came from Pete were not shopping the quarterback. Yeah. That was important because, again, it puts to rest all this silliness. It should, but you can bet. You oh, can yeah. bet. You've been around this for how long? 50 I, years. You can bet next week or the week after there's going to be a rumor going out that a serious, you know, I mean, a serious offer and it's going to play again in the national media. Oh. But doesn't, I mean, does it drive you, you know as crazy it as it drives me? Probably it doesn't, but again, it's like, but it drives me crazy. You know what, John? You know. <laughs> You're a good man. You've got more important things to drive you crazy, worrying about your lovely bride, Pat. Yeah. So, you know, just shake it off. Understand that these people are just, they're, they, you know what, they're Russell fans, most of them, and all of a sudden some new rumor goes out. Mm-hmm. And, you know what, it's just going to happen. You know it, it is. I know. It drives all me right, crazy. Have a great day, John. I mean that. Okay, hey, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. It's the John Clayton Show, 710 ESPN Seattle. This is the John Clayton Show on 710 ESPN Seattle and 710sports.com. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Dre. Dre, how are you? I'm doing good, John. I got a lot lot to talk about because... uh, you know, let's first get started because of the game in Munich, Germany, to start off the season this year in the NFL. And it's a 70% chance they're saying it's going to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But there's a 50, maybe a 54% chance it could be the Seahawks playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start off the season in Munich, Germany. The other teams that are contending with the Seahawks maybe to play against Tampa Bay could be the Vikings, Chiefs, or the Rams, who they might pick. But I, I'm not sure if they're going to do that. But it looked like it could be the Seahawks versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to start off the season in Munich, Germany, which I think would be great. And when it comes to SoFi Stadium of the, uh, the Rams and the Chargers, uh, I was just thinking, John, I know the Lumen Field is great. I'm not, I'm not sure when ever they're going to think about tearing it down and start to build a new stadium. But I just want to get the consensus of anybody that – that uh, that sees the stadium and they see all these upgrades of uh, the brand new stadiums all around, and I was I was just in my head I was saying what could be uh, 
the year, if the Seahawks ever did tear down Lumen Stadium and wanted to build a new stadium, would it be like 2035, 2040, somewhere around there? So, am I right or I, am I wrong? It'd be a, it'd be a long time because I think they like it at Lumen Field. I think the stadium is uh, maintained very well. I think it's very popular. So they're not going to do anything in, in the near future to do anything with Lumen Field. Oh, okay. And I remember I heard you talking uh, – the other day about uh, they need to have more offensive plays. Uh, Russell yeah. Wilson does. I think he only averaged like 55 plays a game. Well, that all starts also with uh, the remember we got the concerns earlier in the season with the three and outs of the offense. Well, mm-hmm. that that's what it comes down to. You have to convert on third down. You have to have less three and outs. And they have, they were on a rampant pace the first five six weeks of the season before Russell Wilson got hurt. And that's why they only won time of possession twice this year. Uh, throughout the whole year. So I think converting, not going for the home run ball all the time, Russell Wilson, give, get what, uh, do what, what the defense gives you, uh, I, would, I would do that instead of doing I think he came back too early, John, yeah, from his injury yeah. to me to a certain extent. But also when it comes to running backs that are available for shot, Penny does not, uh, you know, all of a sudden signs with another team. I think a Sonny Michelle guy could be in consideration. Remember, he had like a 92-yard game against the Seahawks, and he also, on um, I think the second second meeting, he had 37 yards, 11 carries with a touchdown. But I think he, I, I, I think he's a little bit better than a serviceable running back. But I would love to keep Rashad Penny here uh, at the right price. But I still think he's going to may hold the team hostage to a certain extent, and uh, they're going to have to overpay him. To me, for them to keep him, even though he's uh, definitely has shown he's injury prone to me. But uh, if they can pay, if the Jacksonville Jaguars, I know it's a different position, can pay fourteen million to Shaq Griffin uh, at a cornerback spot, I think they were paid to keep to keep him there uh, to that to a certain to get him there to me. And as far as the Roger Goodell's concerned, that state of the the state of address of the NFL right before the Super Bowl, I think they put a better off John putting a Dodge truck right there on the <laughs> stage because he was dodging more questions. Been a Dodge truck, and uh, I would love to have the 32 owners of the NFL on the stage with Roger Goodell, because that way we can get some real answers instead of dodging them like a Dodge truck. You know what I'm saying, John? Right, right. Agreed. I, 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 st- a- I still don't think that uh, you're, you're going to see you know big money go to uh, you know Rashad Penny, because I don't think uh, any. Because remember, two things is that you know. It's it's tough for running backs in free agency to get money, and then secondly, this is a really good running back draft. Yeah, but sometimes you know, rookie running backs in the NFL don't succeed right away, and sometimes you need that one-two punch also as well. If you're not able to get Rashad Penny back, you're going to have to sign one from free agency, and that's what I'm saying. If you can have a Sonny Michelle and a, a, a draft. Uh, a running back from the draft, okay then. You know, because you need you need that one-two punch. Because if one you have a running back is injury prone, uh, like Rashad Penny, but you have to have a one-two punch like the Green Bay Packers that have with Dylan and Aaron Jones. You have to have the one-two punch like Kareem Hunt and uh, the other the other running back for for Nick and Nick Chubbs with the Cleveland Browns. You have to have that just in case somebody goes down. And unfortunately for the Cleveland Browns, both those guys went down. Russell Wilson. Is coming back. We all know that he needs to stay here, even to give him a contract extension after next year. They should get a laugh worse to see how should go ten and seven. Uh, 
Because why? Because Russell Wilson will also go over 40,000 yards if he stays healthy uh, next year. He will go over 315 to 320 touchdowns at the end of next year. He has 311 yards away from rushing John Clayton to go over 5,000 yards next year. He's a first ballot to me Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to go at least at worst 10-7 and seven next year. And remember, you don't need 350 yards from Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, John Clayton, is a 240 270-yard quarterback, three touchdowns, and 25 yards rushing the game. To me, 20 to 25 yards rushing the game. And that, to me, people might laugh at that. Well, guess what? He's been like that all for a whole career and 30 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, uh, average a year. And that's going to get him uh, first ballot Hall of Fame uh, to the NFL to me. I agree 100%. Because, again, it's like uh, I mean, you can't, can't have more success than what you've seen from the career of Russell Wilson here. The playoffs, two Super Bowls, all those different things. <clears throat> and last year, you know, you're probably right in saying that he probably came back a little too early, and uh, the team and he paid a price. But again, he you can't change how good he's been. Exactly, and that shock jock radio stuff from all these national guys. Uh. Trying to you know get their ratings up by saying okay Russell Wilson's going here. They also they also seem to already seen pictures on social media of him wearing a Washington Commanders jersey, and I'm like, what is going on here? This is just an embarrassment. We know exactly what's going on here. Russell Wilson wants to stay here, and and hopefully we can get him an extension at the end of next year. But th- but this year it's all about winning games against the AFC West and the NFC West and the NFC South. That's all we're all concerned about. Let's get it done. Starting uh starting this, uh, this summer, and let's, and let's keep, keep on going on track after that. Because to me, it all starts with the offensive line, and it all starts with converting on third down. Once you do that and putting pressure on the quarterback on the opposite side, you have to put pressure on the quarterback because without putting pressure on the quarterback, well, guess what? You're going to wind up 7-10, and 10, and you're going to be outside looking in, talking about shoulda, coulda, woulda. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, John, if the bus were candy enough, I'll be living in Bedford Falls. My name would be George Bailey, and I would have a guardian angel named Clarence. But I don't, John, but it's a wonderful life. I get to talk to you every Saturday morning or between, between 8 to 11. It's always a pleasure, John. Thanks okay, Dre, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Let's go to Nick in Tacoma. Hey, Nick. Morning, John. Just love starting my weekend listening to your show. Ah, thank you. Um, hey, I got a question about our local boy, Eason. Yeah. Seems like he's had the worst luck in the world. I mean, he goes to Georgia, gets hurt. Jake Crom comes in, so he has to sit. Then he gets to come to UW, has to sit another year, goes to the draft, goes to Indy, and then he doesn't get to start then either because they bring in Phillips, and then they bring in Wentz. Uh, what's with my boy? I don't know. It's a it's a matter that he hasn't proven enough yet to be able to get the you know teams interested in him to be able to be the quarterback, which I find a little bit crazy because he's got great talent. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully he gets a chance somewhere. Yeah, well, I mean, he's on the team here right now, so he can get a chance here to be the backup quarterback. But, you know, from what Pete Carroll was saying this week, they may bring back Geno Smith. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I feel like he's kind of in this catch-22. He needs experience, but if somebody won't let him. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you can't You can't do too much when you can't get on the field. Yeah. All right, John. Okay, so what is, and what do, you, what, what do you like about Eason? Well, his arm. Mm-hmm. I, I've watched him play against uh, Herbert at an Oregon U-Dub game. I've just never seen a young kid that has such a cannon mm-hmm. for an arm as him. Uh-huh. You know, I, yeah. 
I, I don't know what's up between the ears if that's it, but. No, and I, I'll tell you what, talk, talking to him at the, his combine, I mean, he's, he seems sharp to me. Yeah. Between the I years, I think he's great. I guess it's just a little bit of bad luck timing. Yeah. Hey, it's a tough league, that's for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks a lot, John. I right, thank you. 866-979-ESPN, 206-421-ESPN. Top of the hour, LeGarrette Blunt, from the page, formerly from the Patriots, he joins us. <laughs> 